Welcome to the Choice Point Podcast. My name is Allison. This week's podcast is an interview. Yes! <laughs> it was my first interview so far this year, but I was super excited and had an immense pleasure to interview Eric Reyes from the Hey Coach Podcast. Eric's background is in business. He was a successful businessman on the commodity market, the exchange, which allowed him to be a really active participant in his young boy's life, in their football career, which opened the door for his own coaching career. (laughs) And so we cover all of that, but we dive into setbacks, we dive into the philosophies of coaching and how it really kind of translates into any aspect of these athletes or any professional in the business world. They're great concepts that are covered. It was such a pleasure to interview him. I enjoyed it immensely, and I hope that you enjoy this interview as much as I did. I just want to thank you, Eric, for coming on today. I really do appreciate it. I know you're oh, a busy man. That's okay. I, I, I love it. I love it. Thank you for our offering. <laughs> oh, anytime. So I wanted to, one of my things this year is I, I wanted to kind of ask people better questions. And when I was looking at your, your profile and your history, which I found fascinating, your background in business and what have you, then that link to coaching, I wanted to kind of know, first of all, like why coaching in such a different world? Okay, so this goes back. Now, my youngest, my youngest child is 26, okay? This goes back when my oldest boy was six years old. And never ask a question if you don't want to hear the answer, okay? <laughs> okay. So my son, my son wanted to play flag football. So I took him to the, the, the Pop Warner. And he was practicing. And I asked the head of the Pop Warner, since I was standing there waiting, I said, if you need help with anything, let me know. (laughs) Uh And then he goes, oh, great. And he handed me a whistle and like six plays and said, okay, those are your kids over there. Oh, Oh, yeah. What I meant was, like, do you need somebody to pull out the tackle dummies uh, (laughs) to refill the concession stand? You know, that's what I was looking for, like, to clean up at the end. And so that's literally how it started. And then it became a love and passion after that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, okay, that's really cool. Right. I mean, because how many people get that opportunity? Yes. To, to just jump in, just right, right. there. Yeah. Well, another another thing was that I was very fortunate. I am um, work wise, I was a commodity broker, and um, the market. I used to trade copper. The copper market closed at one o'clock, so I was one of the fortunate fathers that I was able to be home by like three o'clock and take Mm -hmm. my son to practice. Nice. 
So not a lot of people get to do that. I mean, when I was at the practice, it was myself, I think another dad and like 20 something moms, mm -hmm. like on the sideline. And so, you know, I was fortunate that, you know, I was able to be there for them, like throughout their whole, like football careers. Right. Wow. And what a privilege, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's it's um because football is such a consuming sport. Oh yeah. So, you know, I don't think a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people know that. But if you're if you're around coaches in their world, I mean, it's pretty much all year. Like they have like you know January and February off maybe. Yeah. <laughs> a matter of fact, when you're when they're younger, it's you know it's seasonal. Mm -hmm. But um, when I got to to coaching in middle school and then in the high school level. It, it is a all year round situation. Yeah. You know, it's either weight room or running, conditioning, mm -hmm. something, and then studying plays. And then all of a sudden August comes around and now the training. And then when the season ends, it, it starts again. You might have a month for like the holidays and then you start all over again. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's intense. It's so intense. So, and I, I guess that's kind of the, the other point of the interest is, right, when you have the love of sports and you go in that avenue, especially like with, with your own sons, right? So, but it also, it also is translated into now what you do. So right. I don't know if you would like to talk about what the similarities are with that, with that kind of coaching aspect in, a, in the business world, if you want to touch on that. Like, what are the similarities? Well, like you said, like you were just saying, there's a lot of similarities between sports and business. And one of the things that as I was doing both, I found that similarity and I started like writing, just jotting down a few things. I mean, teamwork. You know, culture, um, hard work. Uh, you have. Um, I actually even tell the the some of the players uh, statistics because we're sitting down watching film. How many times does this coach run plays to the right? How many times does he like to do this specific play? You know. So when a lot of players go and say, "Oh, I don't." I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. I'm not a really business person. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go to college because I really, there's, there's nothing out there for me. Mm -hmm. I, I tell them, I said, you, you know a lot more than you think you know. And I'll just jot a couple of these things down. And they're like, oh, I never thought about that. He said, yeah. I said, you need to take a step back and understand what that whole dynamic of what you're in like accomplishes. Right. My observation, because I like I'm oh 20 plus something years now working with kids and youth. And you know, how do I word this? They've changed drastically, right? Yes. And there are lots of changes like our generation where we kind of struggle with because we don't quite understand because we, we've been raised very different. We interact very differently. And what I found in the last couple of years, especially like uh, going to a couple of like uh, award ceremonies and stuff like that, that are 
for your high performers. Right. And <laughs> hands down, they were athletes or dancers who I consider athletes. Right. And then in the performing arts. Right. It was very few students that were just academic driven. Right. And then I'm, I'm like my way I'm seeing things in the future is this will set people apart. I think because of the skill sets that they have and that mentality of being coached and being, if they had under a good coach, if they've been disciplined and right. And they're learning those skill sets and how to translate them. I, I kind of see that they will outperform quite possibly not the other students, like the other students are like good. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, but if you don't have the discipline, possibly it's right. going to get harder. It's going to get harder to compete, you right. know? Um, anyway, I mean, is yeah. So, I mean, those are, that's really good. I'm glad that you help them translate that. Cause I don't know if they all, I don't know if a lot of coaches give some of the kids that because sometimes, you know, they just want to focus on being the professional. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And another thing that, that, when you're in a sport and like you said, in dancing and, and you know, the arts is you learn to take criticism. Yes. yes. You know, football players are, are yelled at constantly and they learn that at a, I was never a big advocate for yelling. Mm -hmm. I, I, I yelled very, very rarely. Um, I found that, if they knew that I was disappointed, that hurt more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> little, you know, everyone remembers the the, the hard coach, the hard coaches, yep. the hard teachers, because they pushed them. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't remember the teacher who had that really easy class that they just fooled around. Right. They know those hard things. So now when you're you're in the real world and your boss tells you that he needs something and you give it to him and he goes, no, this is wrong. I need it. It's like, all right, you, what, what do you need? Let's go. Right. You know, they're used to doing that. It's yeah. It's, you know, that's, that's such a good point too. Because uh, a conversation came up on that, like, man, and football players, like I'm... <laughs> I've had quite a few in my office going, man, he just ripped me a new one. I'm like, baby, <laughs> I'm, I get to be the softer version of that, but I most definitely like, well, I saw it. So yes, I, <laughs> I use the good cop, bad cop. Like the, my assistant coach would be like the bad cop and, he'd yeah. be the and then I'd be the good cop. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of funny. I had a runner in, in my office today and in, in a, you know, she was feeling pressure. They they have a meet today and and timing and everything. And she was like, you know, my, my coach is just nagging at me, you know, telling me what time to get. And, you know, so I, I gave some strategies to alleviate her anxiety about that. But I was like, is he nagging at you or does he know your potential? Right. You know, and it's a real this is one of the most interesting things that I found with this 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 last year, this last like I work with like high school kids. So this would be you know, sophomores, okay. they really feel like they're being picked on than recognizing the fact that I'm like, if a coach is talking to you, 
right. and encouraging you, that means they that means they see your potential and they want you to elevate. You know, it's not they're not nagging and picking on you. They they see it. They can see that you could do it. Right. Um, it's, it's so interesting, right? It's yeah. I used yeah. to tell the I used to tell the players in the beginning of the season. I said, if at a certain point I stop pushing you. I either think you have no more interest or you're not showing me that I should spend that time there with you. Yeah. So I said, what you want me to do is you want to hear my voice all the time because that means I know that there's more to what you can do. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Do they receive that well? I mean, for the. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, you know, look, football is tough because in all the other sports and everything else, you have maybe 15 players or 20 players. In football, you're looking at about 50-something players at least. So it's hard to to put your attention on every player because it's, you only have a certain amount of time in the day and there's just too many of them. Right. So I also tell them that I said, look, there's a lot of you here. So I need you guys to understand that if I'm not focusing on you, that doesn't mean that you should cut corners because you're only cheating yourself. So if I tell you to do a certain play and you know you how you're supposed to do it and I move to another group, that doesn't mean you guys can just talk and dog it because you're not helping the team. I just can't see you. I can't be the eyes all over the place. And on JV, we only had two coaches. So even with two coaches, two coaches and 55 players, people fall through the through the, 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 the cracks. Right. And that's when I said, if you're showing me something, then you kind of spark my eye on the side. But if you're dogging it, then kind of, I don't see you because now you're hiding. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason you're hiding because you don't want to do the work. So fine, then, then the work goes somewhere else. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Thank you. um so i wanted to slide into kind of like this this next question uh because it is something that i think like you like in both of your worlds like right and i think in general kind of like where people are at was how do you like how do you handle setbacks because i find that this is an interesting thing that people have been struggling with lately and it's you know and we can and it's I find that like, you know, you can, you can tell someone, but sometimes they just need to hear it from different perspectives. So I like to hear kind of how other people handle theirs, you know, and, and how they, whether it's reframe or whatever, I don't even want to put words into it, but I was just kind of curious as to what are some of the things that you do, like in, in, you can say like in your, in your business world or like, you know, or a coaching, whatever, however you, but how do you deal with setbacks? Well, one is know that you're going to have a setback. 
it's it's inevitable. Every everybody has a setback. It just happens. Um, it's okay to be really pissed off. Thank you. It, it's okay. <laughs> yep. it, you know, if you're if you're going to try to internalize it and try to figure it out, no, it's okay to go out and scream or you know punch the pillow or do whatever you have to go to the gym and work out like crazy and sweat it. It's fine. But then at a certain point, you need to move on and try to figure it out. And I think a lot of people try to just figure it out. They don't, they don't give themselves the opportunity to like grieve what happened. Mm -hmm. And so I, I let my, I used to be the kind that held everything back. And then actually my wife was hysterical because I would hold everything back. And then the one thing that gets me, I would be angry for all the other things that didn't go my way. I would all, I would let it out. And she goes, why don't you just let it out when it happens? And so the same thing in the business world, the same thing. I, I've always, I was, like I said, I was a trader. There was days I lost money. Mm -hmm. There was days that we had errors that cost us money. It's going to happen. Everybody has an error in the business world. Everybody has a problem in the business world. Yeah. And my, my, my old partner, uh, Billy O'Reilly, he used to say, okay, all right, what is it? Okay, let's, let's figure it out. We have the whole day to take care of it. Let's let's just let's just focus on it. And he was very level-headed when it came to problems. Mm -hmm. uh, and I try to instill that when I was coaching. And I, again, I'm not a yeller. If someone dropped the ball, they know they dropped the ball. I don't need to explain to them that they dropped the ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know it. If they were in the wrong position, then what I would do is I put, would pull them out and I would explain to them what they did wrong, what they're supposed to do, and then put them right back out again. Mm -hmm. Because if you take them out and you leave them out, then you're not doing anything. Now it's a sort of punishment. Right. And the same thing when, if we lost the game, I would tell the, the same thing. Look, you're, you have the right to be upset that we lost. You have the right. It hurts. Especially a big game, it hurt against your rival. It hurts. Yeah. It's supposed to hurt, mm -hmm. especially if you've given a hundred percent and you still lose. You know, sport teaches you a lot of. We were saying a lot of things. One of the things it teaches you that you can do everything right and still lose. Yeah, yeah. And so, if you can learn yeah. to say, "Okay, you know what? This really hurt. This is horrible." I'm going to work out and try to study a bit more and hopefully I can help the team win the next game. 
that's that's what I want to teach the kids. That's more important than the X's and the O's. Right. Those are the, those are the gifts of life right there. That's right. It. Yeah. Um, Cause it's 100%. Like it, it is, you know, it's, and I think that's like what I'm going back to like my previous comments there when I was talking about the performers. Uh, that's that. I think that's that component in this and, and probably the connection piece that would make it make more sense for people who are listening is in this age of technology and instantaneous results with little effort is become the norm. And you get see kids now get frustrated. They don't even want to do algebra. They don't want to do the problem twice, right? And for those of us who didn't have all the fancy stuff they do, right? You were like, there would be like holes in my paper because math is just not my thing. <laughs> but it's so, but that's like the key right there is you can give it your all a hundred, you know, a hundred percent and then some and still not win and sit with that because it's, it's just as meaningful. And as I tell like a lot of people, there's no such thing as failure. The only time you fail is when you don't learn from it at all. Right. right. I mean, that's the only time you fail. I mean, cause if you're giving it at all and you're diving in and you know, but it is true. That's, that's like, I think that's the key is yeah. that people, you know, and I think this is what will separate some of these, you know, high achievers will have the skill sets, you know, right. whereas everyone else won't have the patience for it, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. What's, what's the, the term fail forward? Yeah. <laughs> right. You, you fail, but learn yes. from it. Yep. And move on. Move on. Right. Yeah. And that's a, um, and I'm glad you brought up the piece about being on the sidelines, like benching someone for an error, which, you know, kind of has to happen sometimes. When I went into coaching, I learned really quickly that I my strengths were not actually in coaching the whole team because it's not what I focus on. I even as a player, right when I went onto the court because it was basketball, but my I'm I'm focusing on your deficits. I'm focusing on your you know what, what side you're leaning towards. Where's your injuries at? And so when I was coaching youth basketball inner city, which is hysterical. Um, <laughs> Those kids were like, I was like, I looked at one of the coaches and I was like, uh, they don't need me. <laughs> but the interesting part was what, what I found that was not my strength at all. My strength was when they paused. So then it was a different kind of reflection. I wasn't looking as, a, as being an opponent anymore. But then I was interested, like, why did you pause? Why did you hesitate? Why did you do that? And I find that like when you're benched too long and you're in your head, and you're you're not you don't have the skill sets to navigate that, right? And then now your your coach is not paying attention to you. If you don't have strengths, that can really mess you up. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. As a matter of fact, the only thing I've ever benched, the only time I've ever benched someone for like entire game or pull them out is because of attitude. <laughs> not not because of a play that they did or something, but if they went and got up and cursed or pushed the opponent because they were angry, or that I didn't. That that's mean. Now you need a, a timeout. Right. <laughs> you get <hold> of yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Go get some water. Go sit on the bench a little bit. You're you're kind of done for a while. Right. And that's more. Okay. Go reflect on what you did. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yep. That's great. Okay. Thank you. 
you know, when you, I'm hearing your journey, but I would like you kind of to, as we go in, like, like you change your aspects of your career. I don't know like where you're at, but if you're kind of focusing on different things, but it has it all kind of merged. I know that I certainly am. And again, when you're talking about business, right. Being an entrepreneur or coaching, like even when I tell the kids, it's like, your why is always going to change. It changes. And I know for like, and that's kind of harder for young athletes, you know, because they thought they, what they loved sometimes when they get to the college level, because I'm working with some of them, they're really struggling with that because it's not the same. Right. Because, you know, and so there's struggle there, but even like in my own journey, you know, loving, I love what I do, but in the last couple of years, like my why has changed, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's, I've noticed it's, Oh, we're going down a new Avenue. So I just kind of wanted to know what's your why? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because you're right. The why's have changed and your real why also changes. And the reason I say real why is because people do things and say, yeah, I do this because of this. But but why do you want that? And then if you keep asking the whys, it's like, uh, I think they said five whys. You keep on asking why, and then you find mm-hmm. what, what really is. Um, so in the beginning, you know, when I was working on, uh, down in Wall Street, my why was more uh, a financial, you know, to have my family financially set, so yeah. that they, you know, taken care of. And, um, and then as they got older, I was like, okay, they're, they're kind of on their own now. Mm-hmm. Then it was, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? And then my why became more like, it became helping others. Mm -hmm. And then with the coaching, that's where I found that I can, I was happier. I had more impact Mm -hmm. because Look, I was I I never ever said that I was a great coach. I never said that I was this coach that was going to be the winningest season and that wasn't my my thing. I loved being with the players, seeing what made them happy, listening to them, trying to help them. You know, that made me happier. So my why became, how can I help others? It's a good why. Yeah, because I found that the more I help people, I feel really good about myself. Yes. And so if it's Allison, like you need a guest, what kind of person? I can get you that person. I can, I know somebody or I, I, I had a, a guest on um, about three weeks ago on my podcast, and he he made a uh, a drink. Actually, he was a CEO. Uh, it was a boxer. 
from West Point. Yeah. And after we got off the phone, I, after we got off the podcast, I said, hey, you know, I know a woman who is like the chief nutritionist for the Veterans Administration by us. And he's like, oh, I, that's the person I, 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 I would love to talk to her. And I connected them. Mm -hmm. What comes out of it? I don't know. But it made me so happy that I was able to do something for him. And he was like, so oh, he goes, oh, how can I repay you? No, that, I'm not doing it for that. Right. So my why, like I said, has changed from, it's always, it's always been outwards. Mm -hmm. I never had a, uh, I never had a why that was like, because I want to make more money. I want to be famous. I want to, it's always been about others, mm -hmm. but the focus has changed. Yeah. That's why. And that was a, that was a, for the listeners, that was a great podcast, by the way, that was a really good one. I would highly suggest <laughs> listening to that one. <laughs> I enjoyed that one thoroughly. <laughs> um, and I did, I actually, in um, you know, and I thought that was really cool, the drink that he created, that it's like, you know, approved, right? Um, yes. For, you know, athlete consumption, which is great, you know, because yeah. they got to be careful these days. Exactly. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> so I did. So I wanted to give a, a little bit of time to give you kind of a space to talk about as we kind of wrap this up a little bit what projects you're working on like kind of because at the end i'm going to let listeners know how to get in touch with you but kind of like some of the stuff that you're passionate about right now and some of the stuff that you're kind of focusing on for the future that we should keep an eye out on well uh thank you i appreciate it and like i said this is this is this is great i i, I love it i love the i love the the way you make it is it's more of a conversation i love that it's a lot easier it's a lot easier for that so, Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really pushing myself to write a book. I actually have two books um, that I, I want to do. One is um, about at the end of every episode, I have my fourth and goal question. And so I, it's pretty much a, a, I frame it as a fourth and goal minute left on the clock, the games on the line, and I have the 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 guests give us something to leave with, and it's either something inspiring or a challenge or something. And um, I have about a hundred of them already, over a hundred. Mm. So I want to take them all and put it in the book. Oh, very! Oh, that's a great idea. You just have yeah. it called my the, the the fourth and goal. Mm -hmm. And so that's one. And then the other one is about my journey through uh, trading, through coaching and the lessons learned. Mm -hmm. uh, I, uh, going back to when my, my child, my kids were small um, and I was coaching Pop Warner, the head of Pop Warner used to teach um, the line, the lineman kids how to play their position. And he used to use the four words, alignment, stance, responsibility and technique and throughout i reflecting on my life those are things that you can carry in your life 
and in business because alignment is the people who are around you the having with the, the with the same thoughts the same ideas stance is what do you stand for what's what are the things that that you hold dear mm -hmm. those ideas responsibility what are your responsibilities as a as a as a person if you're somebody of faith your faith at your job and technique how are you going to go and and move forward and use those things and are you learning as you keep growing so part of my book is the journey through alignment stance responsibility and technique nice so have you already started that yes i started it it's a it's writing's a, tough it's a, <laughs> um i had a, had lindsay on um lindsay hall and we were talking about that because i mean i've written a book in the past like fiction fiction like it's and fiction's a lot easier than um <laughs> yes. you know when you're real life stuff because well i shouldn't say that because it's all hard but a lot of people like we were talking about that like a lot of people don't understand how hard it is. I think everyone fantasizes that you're just la la la. You know, you're you're typing away, and it just it just comes out of you, and it's like yes. no, it's painful. Well, one well one of the things uh, one of Lindsay's uh, friends who are friends of, of mine too, uh, this woman Tammy Matheny, her and I talk a lot, and I told her, I said, you know, I'm I'm writing more now because I was trying to write from like. Once upon a time into the, the end. Oh. And I couldn't do that. And I and so I started just jotting down stuff in different parts of my life. And uh Tammy goes, Yeah, yeah, that, that works out a lot better. She goes, That's how I write, I write the book. She goes, I can't write. She goes, if I had to write from the beginning to the end, she goes, I, I never I never write anything. Yeah. And I'm like, I wish somebody told me that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing yeah, you know that's a, that's like actually a really good point because I think they're probably like the the writers that like pump out like maybe five books like I'm I'm top of my head I'm thinking Nora Roberts but I mean like right. someone that just just is known notoriously known I wonder if it it's because it's so they have like the pattern that they can just open up the computer from yesterday and just start off whereas. Right. Yeah, like I, I mean, I would. That's how I. That's how you described it is how I do it. Like in the past, I would have like, oh, what scene do I want to focus on today? Like, because right. I know I don't want to. That that other thing's too hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't have it in me today. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I have all these stories in my head, and I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do it in chronological order, like this, for, and then I, ref I forget the story. <laughs> Because right. I was trying to get the first one. So now I just, whatever comes in my head, I just write it down. And I said, you know, when I have enough, then I'll put it in order. Way cool. So we'll just keep an eye out on that. Then do you have like a kind of like a time frame in which or you're just, you know, you just, it's got to just one of those things that you're going to chip away at it when you can. And you got life is, life is, life is happening too. So it's going <laughs> to. Yes. I, um, I put a goal for the end of the year because I know it's myself. It's aggressive. <laughs> but at least at least I'll work on it. Right. 
Yeah. You know, and that's my problem that if I don't try to put a goal on it, then as I did last year, <laughs> it's like, it's a good idea. And that's pretty much where it stays. Okay. All right. Then um, we will we'll wait. <laughs> we'll and, I'm all, wait. And, I'm, and I'm also starting to try to get onto the speaking circuit and do some good. talks. Uh, I think there's, there's a lot of people out there who could learn from what they don't know. Yes, sir. Yes, what sir. they think they, what they don't think they know and they know. And mm -hmm. uh, I think those lessons that I've learned, if I can pass them on, that'd be great. So I'm going to try to get more on the speaking gigs. Very good. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Um, anything else? That's enough. Uh, but anything no, yeah, no, that, that's, about, that's about it. That's about it. And then, you know, take care of my dog. Ooh, right. You know, that's everybody's out of the house now. It's my wife, me and the dog. And he's, he's right. everywhere with me. Yeah. He's, he's extra needy. Yes. Um, well, Eric, I, I want to respect your time, but I, uh, I appreciate you immensely spending your time with me, sharing these ideas. And I think they're very, very important. And I really do appreciate you taking the time and just talking with me. I, I love to pick other people's brains. And I definitely I jotted down a few things as you were talking. <laughs> and I will probably, because there were some really good ones. There were some good, good pieces that I think everyone can learn from. And I just want to thank you for that. Oh, I, it's, a, it's a pleasure. And, I, and thank you for, for asking me to be on. You know, these, these kind of conversations, unfortunately, are, are not oftenly done uh in in different places and and the more that people listen to the questions that you ask and and the journeys that that you let people listen to i think it, it's it's going to help a lot of people so thank you thank you i hope that you enjoyed that podcast as much as we enjoyed doing it i hope what you can kind of find and what I truly believe deeply within my heart is that Eric has the embodiment of a great coach. And what the world needs now is exactly what he's offering. When you have or you are around a great coach, you can do anything. <laughs> because they give you the foundation and the tools to understand that. And that was the whole purpose of this interview. I hope that you got that out of it. If you want to learn more about Eric, please go to his website, heycoachreyes.com. Hey Coach Reyes is all together, but Reyes is spelled R-E-Y-E-S.com. If you like and you prefer social media, he has Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, now known as X. All of those links are on his page, but he also has a blog and you can listen to his podcast directly from his website. But if your preference is Spotify or Apple Music, you can definitely find it there as well. And you can sign up for his newsletter if you want to keep updated on kind of the things that he's doing. Obviously, like I said, if he's working on some books, this is going to be a great way to stay updated on that. So please go to Eric's website and support talent, support a good coach, and support someone that's actually trying to make a difference in the world because those are choice points. <laughs> if you want to know more about me, 
You can always go to my website, choicepointprograms.com. I am most active on Instagram. My handle there is choicepointprograms. I just started a Facebook. Eh. <laughs> I'll link it to the website at some point. We'll see. I don't really, I hate social media, but it's, it's a necessary evil. You can find me in those spots. As usual, always reach out to me and ask any questions you have. It's always a pleasure. I hope that you have a great week and I always look forward to connecting with you later.